Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace again with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Wow, another week has gone by and you probably just wondering what took the week so long to end waiting for another new podcast, right? <laughs> That's what everybody does with their life. It's, it's I know. eat, sleep, drink, and then go to bed and, you know, and wait for the Growing in Grace podcast. Looking at their watch. <laughs> when is that podcast going to be posted? Um, well, hey, we're glad you're with us. We appreciate it, honestly. Uh, Joel, I'd like to do some banter with you, but I got to be honest with you. After what we covered last week with the Lost Son parable, and of course, we aren't anywhere near finished with it. I kind of want to jump into it here because uh, I just I want us to see that uh, the the points that are being made here are, are going to be communicated because we have a time limit. The podcast legalist judge is out there in cyberspace somewhere, and he only gives us like fourteen minutes a week. <laughs> so for our legalist <laughs> listeners, we're going to jump right into it this week. <laughs> yeah, we won't. We won't have any fun. No fun. Um, no no anyway. laughing. Hey, uh, Joel, uh, don't make me say it. God, don't make <laughs> me say it. <laughs> Here we go. It's really. You really need to go back. It's and true. At, at least listen to the last. I don't know. Five or six minutes of last week's podcast. Just look for it. Growingandgrace.org. Because the rest and, uh, of it was banter. there was some uh, (laughs) we we were trying to get to a trying to hit a climax in the lost son parable or the prodigal son whichever you want to call it and so we were trying to rush through it just a little bit so we'll go back over a little bit and move forward at the same time Uh, one thing I wanted to point out Joel because I I was reading through some of the parable kind of fast last week and when the son was coming back home right to uh, seek the father and and, uh, ask for forgiveness and Look for a place to serve. The Bible says that, well, the New American Standard said he was a long way off, but we'll use this phrase because other translations use it. The lost son was far off, and his father ran to him. And what caught my eye about that one day was all of a sudden I thought, far off, where have I heard this before? Well, it was in Ephesians chapter 2, which we were referring to last week. So we've got this parable going on between Ephesians chapter 2, where the, the Jews and Gentiles become one with the same father and the same household. And then we've got the lost son, the younger son, and the older son. Last week, we, we quickly squeezed in that we believe this, uh, the younger son is the Gentile, the older son is the the Jewish son. And um, so he was a far off. Well, what did Ephesians chapter 2 tell us? That when we Gentiles were far off, separate from God, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world, you were formerly far off, but have been brought near by the blood of Christ. That's what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2. Well, here we've got the lost son, the younger son, far off, a long way off, and the father ran to him. And so I, w- I wanted to bring that out because that, that's an important parallel, but there, there's more where that came from. Yeah, that's really good to bring out because in both the parable and in Ephesians 2, in previous times in my life, I hadn't even really given any thought to this being about Jews and Gentiles. Even that verse in, in Ephesians 2.13 that says, 
But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. To me, just taking that verse as it is, out of context, I was thinking any human being in this world were once far off. You know, we're separated. We're far off because of your sins and all of this stuff. And uh, now, because of Christ, you've been brought near. And that's all right. We can look at it that way. But really, in the context in Ephesians 2, as we've brought out before in the previous weeks, Paul was making a contrast uh, between Jews and Gentiles. He says, remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh. And at that time, you were uh, without Christ, being aliens from from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's from Ephesians 2, and it's he's talking, he's contrasting the Gentiles from the Jews. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And like you say, Cap, in this parable, the prodigal son was far off. And uh, his father saw him and ran to him. You see, the scriptures also say that Gentiles who didn't pursue God (laughs) were found by him. Mm -hmm. Those who did, the Jews who were seeking after him and trying to attain righteousness and trying to please him through their works, they didn't find him. But God... (laughs) ran after the Gentiles, even when they didn't pursue him. That's what we find here in this parable of the prodigal son, or of the lost son. God, the Father, running after him, having compassion, falling on his neck and kissing him. Hey, you know what? You Gentiles, I have loved you all these years. I've never not loved you. And uh, he was so happy when the time came and the blood of Jesus was shed and uh, the middle wall of separation was broken, the middle wall of separation that separated the Jews from the Gentiles, that middle wall was separated and the, t- and the two were able to become one and, and be with the Father, all, both of them all together. Yeah, and what was that separation? It was the law and the commandments that were broken down. And, and by the way, that the word far off, it is the same Greek word in both the parable and in Ephesians chapter 2. So that's interesting also. So here we've got the older brother now saying, I'm not going in, Father. I mean, I, I've been serving you all these years. I've never neglected a command. Think about the law here as a Jewish brother, a Jewish son. And yet, you know, here comes younger brother. He didn't do anything to deserve this. And you're just letting him come into the household and, and you killed the big heifer. And, and now there's this party going, I never got any of this stuff. And the father pleads with him and says, oh, yeah, well, all that I've had has been yours. You've always been with me, my Jewish son. But your Gentile brother that you were separated from was dead. And now he lives. He was lost, and now he's found. Come on in. Become a part of the household with all of us together. And, and so God was pleading with the Jewish son to come in, and, and, and as the, the Gentile son had already been brought in. And, and, and again, the, the parallel here, Joel, between what's going on here in the parable and what Paul describes in Ephesians 2, where he came to, to proclaim peace to those who were far away, the Gentiles, and peace to those who were near, which would be the Jews. For through him, through Jesus, we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. So you Gentiles are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ being the cornerstone. Um, So the the pictures, the parallels, the, the, the household, 
the Father, the two being brought in, into one because the barrier, the, 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 the wall had been broken down through those commandments and all of these things coming together. I just think we aren't just talking about a, a, an individual son who ran away and one who stayed home and was you know, a dedicated servant. We're, we're talking about not two people, but two groups of people with this parable. Yeah, and you can see here, too, why Jesus was persecuted. Because to our mind, our Western Gentile minds, we don't really get all of this. But the crowd that Jesus was talking to, the Jews, this would have really made them mad. Because I think they probably realized a long time before you and I did, Cap, what this was really all about. I think mm-hmm. they realized um, in, in the whole, if you read throughout Luke and, and the things that Jesus is sharing with people and that, he, that he's telling them, you do see this thing where he's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles. And uh, the Jewish crowd who was listening to him, they probably weren't too happy, at least a lot of them probably weren't too happy with what he was saying, because he was saying what? He was saying, these Gentiles, these dirty, rotten Gentiles are welcomed into God's house. And now it does remind me um, of Peter and the, the vision that he had in, in Acts 10. Uh, I'll, real short, you know, Peter had this vision where he saw all kinds of four-footed animals and crawling creatures of the earth and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Arise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything unholy and unclean. I would never do such a thing. And again, a voice came to him a second time, what God has cleansed, no longer consider unholy. And uh, this happened three times, and immediately the the object was was taken up into the sky. And uh, this, of course, didn't just have to do with unholy and unclean animals, but it had to do with the Gentiles. The Gentiles being brought in, to this uh, wonderful thing that God was doing through Jesus Christ. And so the elder son, he couldn't see himself. I, I, I can see him kind of doing what Peter was doing, although the elder son, of course, in the parable wouldn't have had the, the gospel knowledge that, that Peter had. But Peter was still growing in his knowledge. Peter told us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus, and that vision was a growing minute moment for him. He realized that uh, as a Jew... Uh, Yes, okay, Christ had come for him, but it was also for the Gentiles. And we see that in in the parable of the lost son, uh, with the lost son representing the Gentiles and the elder brother representing the Jews, and uh, everybody being brought into one through what Jesus Christ, what God has cleansed, no longer consider unclean or unholy. Yeah, let me pick up on that, because let's put ourselves for a minute here, because the, these Gentiles were despised by the Jews. They were considered clean, unholy, and dirty, and, and just, you know, sinners. But the older son, I mean, you got to understand that the relationship the Jewish people had under that covenant with, with Almighty God, they were the chosen ones, right? And now dad had just adopted this wayward child into the family as one of his own. So those dirty, filthy, immoral, unclean Gentiles... They didn't do anything to deserve it. And this is the problem that the uh, older Jewish son had in this parable. They had no relationship to the cherished holy laws that uh, were held in such high esteem by the nation of Israel. This was just tough for them to swallow, bringing Gentiles into the fold. So grace doesn't seem fair. I mean, here this younger son, he, he did nothing to deserve it. <laughs> See, it just wasn't fair that the older brother who had been there and served, been a part of the, the covenant, 
that this this younger one he he didn't even pursue righteousness. Remember what Paul said in Romans: the Gentiles didn't even pursue righteousness, but they they attained it by faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we've got this this younger son who seemed to get off of sin's hook without paying any kind of price, and. Um, this is some of the stuff that the older uh, son was struggling with as a, a member of the Jewish family, uh, as the father tried to explain to him what was taking place. Yeah, yeah. So, so bottom line here, I mean, the the traditional um, interpretations of the parable, that's all right. I mean, we can look at the parable and realize that, hey, sinners, <laughs> if they were uh, far off from God for one reason or another, aliens in their minds and for whatever reason, they turn to God. That's great. And self-righteous people, if if they're looking down their noses at at dirty, rotten sinners, and then through this parable, maybe they realize, oh, you know, I guess they're part of the family just as much as I am. That's great. But, but we really wanted to bring out of this, and hopefully we did in this podcast and the last one, that... Uh, this is really Jesus talking about the Gentiles being brought into this thing when they were formerly far off. They formerly weren't allowed into this, but God sent his son because he so loved the whole world, not just Jews, but Gentiles as well, uh, so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And uh, so that's a look at the uh, parable of the prodigal son on Growing a Grace at growingagrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.